Oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm putting cases on all you bitches. Huh? You think you can do this shit? Jay! You think you can do this to me? You motherfuckers will be playing basketball in Pelican Bay when I get finished with you. Shoe program, nigga. 23-hour lockdown. I'm the man up in this piece. You'll never see the light of day. Who the fuck you think you fucking with? I'm the police. I run shit here. You just live here. Yeah, that's right. You better walk away. Go on, walk away, because I'm going to burn this motherfucker down. King Kong ain't got shit on me. Rookie Cop spends his first day as a Los Angeles narcotics officer with a rogue detective who isn't what he appears to be. This is Basement Cinema, and today we're doing Training Day. I am your host, Zach Chavon, and I am here with a couple of very close friends that I actually haven't talked to in a while, Tyler and Deshaun. Guys, how we doing? Good, man. Happy to be here. I feel like we talk once a week. <laughs> <laughs> that was more slated towards Deshaun, but yeah, you're right. Sean's out living in LA, Tyler down in Philly, but right now in Delaware, right? Oh yeah, holding it down in Wilmington. <laughs> holding it down in Delaware. Um, guys, training day. Um, Denzel, Ethan Hawke. I know you guys were very excited to do this movie. Um, Ty, if you wanna, if you wanna start us off, why did we choose this movie and why do we love it so much? Oh man, I think mm. I chose this because. It obviously was one of the first movies that introduced me to Denzel, who, absolute legend. Um, and I know living in cities and like that whole cityscape crime series, Deshaun and I have a love for because we've watched movies a ton together too. So I knew we would both be on board with that. So I figured you and Deshaun were the perfect two to talk about this movie with. Absolutely right. Um, and that's that's a, a good point because I, that's one of the main reasons I wanted to do this one specifically with you two. You had brought that point up and you guys haven't lived in, you know, not not that. Well, Deshaun is living in L.A. now, but, you know, the streets like that, an area like that uh, will definitely help. Uh, Deshaun, why do you like this movie so much? Um, yeah, based off of uh, kind of what he was saying about the, the whole city thing, I like. I really love movies that like kind of bring the whole city as part of like kind of like a character in the movie. And I, I think that I, I get really I get a lot of love for the movies that like kind of show the gritty, like dirty parts of cities. Like there's so many LA, LA specifically, there's so many LA movies about Hollywood and like fancy shit and all that. But there's not a lot that just show the gritty, like dark side of a city. That's kind of my favorite part of this movie. And also, yeah. we'll talk about it later, but Denzel, this character is like the coolest person ever put on film. Yeah. I know he's a dick. <laughs> I could not agree more with you uh, when talking <laughs> about Denzel. Honestly, and I've thought about this a lot, like this movie is, I don't want to say it would be trash without him, but it's just like, it's not going to be anything close to, yeah, right. to what it is without Denzel. This is 100% his movie. And it yeah. helps having Ethan Hawke because he, you know, he was a great support. He got the uh, best supporting actor for this, right? I, I saw in your notes you said he was nominated. nominated. Did he win? 
I'm not 100. I, I think he might have. I think he might have just been nominated. Um, there would have had to have been some strong competition that year if he didn't. Yeah, I agree. But uh, we can we can check on that and come back to it later. But you know, on top of what you guys said. I haven't uh, lived in any type of area like that. So you guys relate more in that aspect. But I, again, like I said, uh, Denzel is the main reason I love this movie. Um, I loved how he was an anti-hero for, I'm pretty sure it was like the first time in his career. I can't remember something before that where he was. And if he was, he never played it anywhere close to this. Um, And, uh, you know, the themes of corruption, uh, betrayal, redemption ringing through throughout the entire uh the entire movie it's interesting because it's kind of like a like a damning look at the lapd when you think about it um like every cop in the movie <laughs> is kind of like a scumbag with the exception of ethan hawk dude his fucking his squad his <laughs> his, <laughs> his squad of boys denzel squad of boys every single one of them seems like one of the worst people ever <laughs> nice suit yeah (laughs) and then you go to like you know the criminals in the hood at the end of the movie and they seem to have like more morals than the cops do because they kind of like get ethan ethan hogg's back and they're like all right man we got this you go ahead (laughs) like i just thought that how that kind of flip-flop i thought that was really cool um you know there's there's a few really tense scenes uh that i thought fuqua did really well i'm not a huge fan of his but again this movie he he did very well and it's it's mostly thanks he, to denzel he's got some um, heat though yeah, you're, not, you're not an equalizer guy uh, you're a john no, like, like i said i'm not a huge fan <laughs> i love i love the equalizer don't get me wrong shooter dude again that's more it's more denzel than anything you know what i mean like are we giving credit to him so much or is it is it denzel um, are you saying he's a piggybacker <laughs> he might that's be crazy. piggybacking off uh, that's crazy off career man yeah absolutely <laughs> Uh, so on the topic of, uh, doing training day, I got to thinking of, uh, movies based out of LA. And my, I guess my first question is, is because there are so many movies based out of LA. Um, is this an all time LA movie? Yeah. I put in my top five for sure. You put in your top five. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Um, I agree. I think, I think it's an all time movie personally. I don't think I have it in my top five, but I think it's one of those all-time LA movies. But I did a, a little ranking. I don't know. Did you guys have time to do one? Because I know. I uh, have yeah, I got one. I got one. Yeah, I got one. All right, Deshaun, if you want to start us off, like your top five LA-based movies, what would they be? And I'll go through a list of a bunch later on. All right. So number one, Nightcrawler. Mm. Mm. That's your number just, one? one? Yeah, favorite? it's just a monster. Because yeah, I mean, they drive that. all over the city. They see everything like it's just a it's just an awesome like portrayal of the city. I love it. That was like my number like six or seven. Yeah, I have it a was so close. It was so close for Nightcrawler. That's awesome. I love that though. Jake Jones um, fucking murders that. I role. got another Dark Horse too that I don't know. If, it, not a lot of people have seen it, but it's a banger. Uh, have you seen Falling Down? No. No. All right, Falling Down. Go watch that right away because I want to do one with you about this too. It's, <laughs> oh, just a, it's a movie about Michael Douglas in the '90s LA, and he just he gets fired from his job and just goes on like pretty much like a killing spree throughout LA, and he just loses his shit. Like it's just like a, he goes postal, and it's an incredible film. Like a MD, kind of like a like a violent revenge type flick because you know yeah. all about those. Yeah, pretty much. 100%. <laughs> 
Hell yeah. <laughs> um, three, I'm going to go Boys in the Hood. Yep. Yeah. So um, LA. Self-explanatory. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> four, I'm going to go with Mulholland Drive. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. I have that on the list. It's not my list, but I have that on here as one of the more famous ones. Yeah. And then five, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with the Valley movie, uh, uh, Magnolia. Oh man. That's Magnolia is a killer. That's a great one. That's one that I got to be in the right mood to watch. Cause it's like a three hour haul. Yeah. But... <laughs> it's a commitment, <laughs> but and it's, it's so a that's, heavy one too. That's the joy with Tom Cruise. Yeah. yeah oh, Tom it's Cruise, got a million Philip people. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Like PSH. Oh. <laughs> I haven't seen it and it's been on my list. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about watching that one while you were up here, Ty. We never got to it. Um, I know. It's crazy because like living out here now, I I just started realizing how many movies are shot like in the Valley, not really like in LA proper. And it's like, it's crazy. It's just like all these like suburb areas that I drive through all the time. I'm like, oh, I know that movie was shot there. Movie was shot there. Right. It's pretty yeah, interesting. That's all, that must be so cool. I got to come out and visit you. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> we'll have a ball. Uh, Ty, you got a, a, a top five LA-based movies? I do. Um, do you want them? Like, I didn't really rank them in like one, two, three, four, five. Just like my top five favorite. I don't know if I can actually put one ahead of the other. I could There's for no, some, but no worries if you didn't. If you just want to throw out your five favorite, five of my favorite movies based in LA. I'm gonna go. With, I'm so happy that Sean didn't mention it because it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I, I think I watched. I think we, you, we have a very similar list, Ty, but go ahead. I don't want to spoil it. I probably watched it 10 times. What do you think it is? Drive. Yep. <laughs> I knew it. I, so I was gonna, I left, yo, I swear I left Drive for you. Drive is number sure three. Did. Drive is number three on my list. And I knew that yeah. you were gonna have it probably higher, but I just I I had a I had a feeling, but go ahead, yeah. keep going. Um completely underrated right. movie, by the way. I feel like it's more of a cult movie. Like, like it's definitely a cult not movie. As many I've shown it to heard people. about it as they should have. That I like, I've shown that movie to people that I like know have good taste and they didn't like it. So it's like a very specific taste. Yeah. Speaking of getting introduced to actors, like that was the first time I was like, oh shit, Ryan Gosling's like, like mm. he, he can kill it. Cause at first I just thought of him as like the notebook guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, now I'm like, obviously his career has taken off since then. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I'm comfortable with myself. I fucking cried the first time I watched the notebook. I was, like, <laughs> I, was I was 15 with my high school sweetheart. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so sure that really. To... I'm sure that really hit home with you as a 15 year old high schooler. So I fucking <laughs> cried. Why don't you keep so... going? <laughs> okay, um, Lebowski. No, oh, it's number yes. two on mine. Yes, dude. Yep. Ah, uh, he. He. No, it's number four. <laughs> I told you. And then, a very similar list. There's movies I enjoy more, but I've really had to put this one in there. Point Break. Ooh, absolutely. Yeah, I knew. I knew and, Zach was gonna have that one. Did so, you have that one too? So it's not in my top five, but it's on the list again. I have like a long list of, of like just <laughs> yeah. ones that I thought should be mentioned, you know, and then I made my personal favorite list after that. So Ty, like I said, ours is very similar. Uh, my number one is Pulp Fiction. Um, yeah, that that was on my five, but like that doesn't necessarily scream LA. Yeah, that's the one reason I didn't put it like, on. I feel like it could it be anywhere. You're right. But it is and technically. It is technically. It is technically in LA, and you're right. It's not one of those that it doesn't scream LA. Um, it's not. It's not known for that reason. But it's like my second favorite movie of all time. So yeah, I had I to put it that. in there. Uh, the Big Lebowski was number two. 
Drive was number three, and Heat was number four. I fucking love Heat. I love that movie. Great movie. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that movie to me, like, that might be one of the most L.A. movies, actually. I don't know what it is about it, but maybe it's the way Michael Mann shot it with, like, the broad pans of the city and, like, the the street. Um, I think it was that one main street shootout they had. Yeah, that's that um, shootout is just iconic because that's, like, in a center, center area where so many L.A. people have, like, just Seriously. walked across the street. It's crazy. Um, and then my, my last one was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Love um, it. With, uh, and so I have two honorable mentions in here. Um, and, like, there's a million that I could have done. But I actually really love La La Land and Collateral. Those La La Land, I, was, I wanted to mention. I was debating La La Land in mine too. So it's like a really great movie. Oh, yeah. And one that I've okay. kind of see, sneaky seen like four or five times already. Yeah, um, same. <laughs> I just keep going back to it. Uh, and Collateral with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise's character is basically like, because it's another Michael Mann movie, he basically took the look that Robert De Niro had in Heat and then he put that look on Tom Cruise in Collateral and they're basically like the same character. Um, that's awesome. I, re- yeah, I, I never I thought of that. that. Uh, and Chinatown. And we got to mention Chinatown. So uh, on the list here, I had Chinatown. I had L.A. Confidential, Straight Outta Compton. Uh, I had Boys in the Hood, Sunset Boulevard, Nightcrawler was one of them, Point Break, and Inherent Vice. Have you guys seen Ooh, that? Yeah. It's a great movie. Great movie. With, you oh, love, you would of, love it, Ty. Joaquin Phoenix. I want to say I saw it, but it's I don't like know if I really internalized it when I did see it enough. Like 70s or 80s, like dark uh, comedy crime type movie yeah it's really, slips, really good. it's like one of those movies i remember i feel like i saw but i didn't really take it in as much as i should have it's it's a really funny movie um i can't I believe just, you guys brought haven't brought out uh boogie nights i was gonna like literally when he brought well, up inherent vice i was like yeah speaking of pta I was right there there are a million more that you could mention too but you guys you know tyler me and your list was was pretty similar and deshaun an awesome list too um yeah, so that, I guess that uh, that does it for the the LA. I set. appreciate Deshaun throwing up the alley for me for drive though, because yeah. I know he could have put that in there. I got you, but your boy, <laughs> Good your looks. boy hit me with the lob. <laughs> um, so this next one, it's kind of I feel like Denzel's gonna run away with a lot of a lot of these like kind of small categories that I have here. Um. I guess we could we could kind of do it now. We could just talk about it briefly. I don't know if you guys have listened to the the Happy Gilmore Pod where this originated, but it's the the legend of category. So it's basically like what this movie did to either create or build on uh, or build straight up a legend of. So the ex- one example would be like Happy Gilmore created the legend of Shooter McGavin. Uh, Inception was like the blockbuster hit that built on uh, Christopher Nolan's legend and his writing and directing styles, things like that. So basically what I had was, was Denzel because if he wasn't already a legend, like this movie is what fucking put him over the top. Like this, these are the kind of performances that you see and you're just like, okay, like even when, when you see it for the first time or you go back to it, like this guy's a legend. Um, It's his only oscar win mm-hmm. is that right yeah it's his only one right did he get he did he get nominated before this he's been nominated a couple times right i think he's been nominated before this i think maybe philadelphia uh okay. after i think he's he's been nominated for flight and fences flight and fences awesome, yes yeah both great ones but. both awesome movies um 
If you so, is this your favorite Denzel role? Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's pretty safe to say, right? Flight is super sure. close. But do you, get, do you guys do have it. a? I was gonna say my next question was, do you guys have a second, like a second Denzel role? John Q. <laughs> yeah, John Q is great. John I Q love flight. Great. I just love like I think it's really difficult to play the nuances of like an addict and kind of mm. like just like there's little things that like aren't necessarily in the script that you have to just like you have to show on camera that that people just recognize as because you see addiction every day in life and it's like it's so hard to play that where like i put it super close to denzel on training day but i'll I give him the edge training day. that's it's up there um flight flight was on my list i think i put that third after man on fire mm. uh i i thought like that movie was really good uh but i thought he was like again kind of like this movie was the main reason that the movie was really good yeah um he kind of it wasn't exactly a similar similar role he was a definitely more of a good guy but he was like he was messing people up in that movie too so i i really like that one um did you like him as a bad guy absolutely i wish he played bad more right like how did he not get like he's he was typecasted before like as a very different character and this kind of broke him out of that but I think we were young enough where I don't know when you first saw Training Day or like you guys, but like when I saw Training Day, like this is my first real like like besides Remember the Titans, that was like my second Denzel film that I really remember watching. Mm. So yeah, like, absolutely. Well, I mean, we watched. I don't know about you guys, but like I watched Remember the Titans like in high school. Like yeah. they would show that like as like a oh, yeah. cult- cultural learning. Like you know, <laughs> it, was, like, it was also ra- one of those. Ra- Racial relations. <laughs> so you could get together, say kumbaya. Yeah, those are great. Yeah, remember, like remember the Titans. White suburbia. Yeah, they were like, you guys don't have any black kids at your school, but we'll, we'll remember the Titans. It'll be the same thing. Yeah, crash course. <laughs> but um, now when I think about this role for Denzel, it's like in a, all his great movies that he like murders you may be able to see another actor that might be able to do it a similar justice, maybe not as good, but in this specific role, I cannot picture a single actor being Alonzo other than Denzel and coming close to him. Absolutely. Like, so that's, it's a, that's a great, it's a great time to bring that up too, because in the random facts, which I'm about to go through, there are a couple of these uh, people who are, who are up for the role before uh, Denzel, I guess. Um, and thank God that he took it because the movie would have been extremely different without him. But I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna run through the random facts right now, and we can discuss uh, as they come up um, these other actors who could have been uh, Jake Hoyt and Alonzo. Uh, the the first random fact I got Tyler actually mentioned to me on the phone earlier um, that I, I had previously looked up is the King Kong ain't got shit on me was ad libbed by Denzel. Like that just kind of adds to like that's like a top hundred line in movie cinema history. It's insane. (laughs) Yeah, that's absolutely insane. The fact that it's like a pop culture phenomenon. It really is. It's it just speaks on his legend, like we were just talking about. Um, and also the gun scraping that he does. Uh, cool shit. Improvised as well. Like that's just something that he thought up. Um, I thought that was really cool. Denzel is on record for saying that Detective Alonzo Harris is his favorite character that he's played. Which which doesn't surprise me because I again it's it's maybe one of the best roles in the history of cinema. Like when he There's also there. something I I feel like uh, I don't know if I'm right in this, but I, it feels right. I feel like Denzel made a listers 
A-listers playing like villains, like a thing. Right? Like I feel like there was a lot after him, there's a lot more A-listers playing like the bad guy movies over like the hero type of situation. You do see that a lot more nowadays. Yeah. Which it was maybe maybe you're right, dude. Like off the top of my head, I can't think of it. I'm sure there are some examples. What about Al Pacino Scarface? Was he a villain? Or oh, that's a that's an anti-hero. That's yeah, a he's 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 the anti-hero, but he, I don't know. I, I feel like that movie's set up a little different. Whereas this, yeah, that's guy, like, that's fair. He yeah, he's not as intrinsically evil. Yeah, just where kinda... you have a clear like point good Denzel or uh, yeah, right. Alonzo yeah, yeah, yeah. there's literally a good cop, bad cop. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's <laughs> going on. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the most generic. No, I just I, we missed a, we missed a big LA movie. Um, the Nice Guys. Oh my god, you're right. These guys would have actually been probably my top. That I actually just I don't know if you saw on the list I have on here, but I just added it to the list because one of my friends asked me if we're gonna be doing that one. And I said hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's uh that's such an underrated comedy that we got going. Oh yeah. Um so this is actually this is a pretty good one too. Uh Toby Maguire was seriously considered for the part of Officer Jake Hoyt, right? <laughs> uh that's he even he followed an undercover narcotics officer uh, or officers in Los Angeles for two months and gained weight for the role. So he was all in and he was dropped when Hawk uh, was uh, his schedule opened up because Fuqua, he problem. was, he was Fuqua's first, uh, first choice for the role. They would have a big problem in the fight scene with little ass Toby McGuire fighting. Uh, to- <laughs> Toby McGuire, this, this is a perfect example of what this, this movie would have looked so different. You know, and there's a couple other guys I'm going to mention on here. Um, I'll throw it out there now because this was this was also another uh, offering for this role was Eminem was offered the role of Jake Hoyt. I don't hate that. Neither neither do I. It might have worked, but it was also right during the time he was about to film uh, Eight Mile, I guess. And he couldn't free up his schedule for it. Or maybe he just didn't want to because he was too focused on Eight Mile. It was it was one of those. Um, I, I could see that. I could yeah, see it's just the, like you also know Eminem's from the hood, so like it's kind of like there's like a there's something about seeing Ethan Hawke like see all these things for the first time and be like, yeah, that's true. Shocked by a it. big part of Ethan Hawke's character is the wide-eyed, bushy-tailed dude from yeah. not the hood, just seeing this new life for the first time. And Eminem probably wouldn't be able to portray that wide-eyed kid yeah. as That's well a... as Ethan Hawke because Eminem just grew up in that. Yeah, he's like that <laughs> life. He would have been like doing crack with the homies already. Imagine, imagine offering Eminem PCP and him saying no. <laughs> real, quick, real quick though, like before we get too far from the Tobey Maguire thing, can we just say how it's a miracle that if he really did follow an undercover cop in LA for two months, it's a miracle that he didn't just get kidnapped and the studio had to pay a million, a million dollar ransom to get him back. Toby McGuire is so kidnappable. Yo, that's true. That's true. Shit you couldn't kidnap Spider Man, dude. Get they out had of to here. budget. A, they had to budget a million dollar ransom for Toby McGuire. They wouldn't even do ransom. They just make him do Spider Man films in their like. like <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Break out Spider-Man anyway, <laughs> I just had that thought about Toby. Um, yeah, that no, was, uh, Eminem both, would be different too. Both, <laughs> both great points. But Eminem, uh, yeah, that I, you guys, that, that's a great point, Deshaun and Tyler, about um how he might not have. It might have been too easy to fit in. I think that uh, there was a lot of 
like the presence of, of rappers in this movie or just like musical artists in general. Um, I mean, who, who'd you have? You had, you had Dre, you had Snoop, you had Macy Gray. Um, th- it was, it might've been like too much. It might've taken away from what Denzel was doing for the movie. And, and honestly, I think Ethan Hawke played this role to perfection. I think it's maybe his best role that he's done. That was a, that's something I always wanted to bring up too, like just talk about. Cause I don't think people, a lot of people don't realize like there's a lot of like, there wasn't a lot of going out and seeking good black actors in the early 2000s. A lot of it was like, oh, you're a rapper. Okay. You could be in this movie. And like, Kung Fu films. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there's no going out and finding like good black actors in Hollywood back then. It was just uh, like, oh, is it, is it somebody who can help my like my box office? Oh, it's a rapper. Okay, let's get them in it. Uh, uh, thank God that's changed. There's a lot of good black actors out right now. hundred percent, dude. I completely agree. <laughs> that's a great point too. Um, and they, I think for for the record, they all did a pretty good job, dude. I loved Snoop. Yeah, Macy this. Gray killed it. Macy Gray was so oh, good. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> um, even uh the, the only one i think might have overdid it a little bit was dre but i think his character kind of called for it it was more like his situation opposed to his actual acting yeah um, i yeah when he got like hit in the face by ethan hawk and then like he like came back he's like you're dead you hear yeah, me I was just that's, like, that's ah. the exact scene I'm <laughs> and then you never see his character again <laughs> <You> never, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It seemed, like, I guess, uh, yeah. that was the only scene where i was like you know it was kind of iffy but i, I still for, uh, on the whole i think they did pretty well um mm-hmm. so if we're moving on random facts here uh the coffee shop in the beginning was the same shop used in seven um it was also used in gone in 60 seconds uh ghost world which, which i didn't see and catch me if you can which i think is pretty wow. cool yeah, yeah. It's, I, I really want to go see i don't know if it's actually like someplace you can actually go to and like have coffee but i really want to go check it out because i right i recognize it in so many movies i'm like i gotta go see, see yeah if, if you can go there dude, you should definitely go there yeah <laughs> take a ride by and check it out let us know um i had this under so we were talking about eminem earlier um so ethan hawk got nominated for best supporting actor for this and eminem got nominated for best original song for lose yourself um for that so it was kind of like a win-win that they both decided to like kind of do those separate roles so it kind of worked out for everyone so this Um, came out the same year as eight mile i don't know if it was the same but it was either that year or the year after i'm pretty sure so they were both 2001 i think okay wow um and Hawk, this was kind of funny too. Hawk was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, even though he had more screen time than Denzel, who won Best Lead Actor, which I thought was kind of interesting. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's weird, but I don't think anyone's arguing it. <laughs> you know, like you'd have to be kind of no. You, you, you know, never know the, the criteria. You know who the head honcho is. Yeah, in that but I never know. There are some that I disagree with. Like I never know the criteria of like who's the lead and who's like the. Because I think in the um, what's the movie that came out this year, uh, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, right, Daniel Kaluuya is a supporting actor, and I was like, so that where, that's that's a good point. Like, where do you draw the line in a movie like that? Yeah, because they were right. both they both could have won it. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> they both could have been nominated for best lead role, and they both honestly could have won. So like, it's kind of messed up. To I don't know how you decide. Yeah, that. it's weird. Mm. Yeah, in uh, this instance, I feel like you could find a comparable Ethan Hawke to support Denzel. You just can't find another Denzel for this role. No, certainly not. Yeah. Nobody That's else. That's a good point. Um, so before Antoine Fuqua was involved, uh, Davis Guggenheim was set to direct it. And this is who he had. He had Samuel L. Jackson as detective Sergeant Alonzo Harris. 
and Matt Damon as rookie officer Jay Boyd. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, I don't want to see uh, that movie. I do, right? That movie is not going to be training day. It's not going to get Sammy J, the lead actor, Oscar. But fuck, do I want to see that movie? You're right, Ty. <laughs> I just um, like any like if you really think of like two people who you're like who's like a lead character that you just want to see berate and like terrorize another supporting character, it's Samuel L. Jackson like <laughs> just beating the shit out of Matt Damon. Yeah, that sounds incredible. <laughs> it sounds awesome. Like I, again, yeah, you're right. I would definitely pay to see that. Um, and this is this is a different one. Uh, Bruce Willis was offered the role for Alonzo, and. Christian Bale was offered uh, offered the role of Jay Coit as well, so I could not see Bale in this at all. I don't, I don't see that I don't one. See bit. Bale in like anything now. Yeah, like he would figure it out. Himself. I feel like. I don't but know. he's yeah, but he's usually like somebody who knows what's going on is like a dominant character in the like he's never really like the second hand guy. It's like oh yeah, that's Christian Bale. He's like confused and like does it in the wrong place. You think if you think if Bale did this with like either Bruce Willis or Samuel L. Jackson as Alonzo. Do you think that Bale would have been up for an Oscar without, or like, uh, and obviously the other two wouldn't have been like, do you think Bale could have got like an Oscar nom for it or something? Probably. <laughs> Probably. I mean, he's, he's good. I don't, know. I don't see him in that. I don't, I just don't see I him. I don't either, but again, he does everything. I actually can see Bale doing Ethan Hawke's role. Bruce Willis would botch this movie. <laughs> like... <laughs> Half this movie is Denzel's street cred, like rolling through the jungle with like his chains on and like being able to dap up the homies. Bruce Willis looks like a cop. (laughs) The whole thing is Denzel doesn't really look like a cop and he's undercover. Like if I saw Bruce Willis walk down the street in like any clothing, I'd be like, that that dude's a cop. They tried a movie like that, like uh, like in the late 2000s, I feel like, with like Woody Harrelson, where he played like a dirty cop. It was like called Rampart or something, and it just didn't like, it didn't do well at all, <laughs> probably because of that same situation. Probably. Um, my last one here is, uh, do you guys have a, a guess to as many times or how many times the word fuck was used in this movie? <sighs> 145. I have no barometer for what, like, a normal <laughs> movie that swears a lot is. So if he says 145, I'll go 200. I don't know. It was 211. Oof. Oh. Which seems boy. like, that seems like a lot, <laughs> right? I, I remember hearing, like, Scarface had, like, 300, and they were, like, up there for the worst. I think, uh, I, what was it? I think um, South Park, the movie, uh, like, intentionally tried to like beat all that i think they like broke the world <laughs> record for it intentionally not surprising whatsoever um all right the, uh, that's it for the random facts that i had on here there was actually a bunch more under there uh but i picked out some of the some of the more fun ones um if we want to move on to favorite scenes so we can uh, we can start breaking it down a little bit here mm. um i have a few in here again if you guys you know we can kind of breeze through these but if you guys have any that i didn't put in here and you wanted to talk about a certain scene like fire away it's whatever. like uh, like that's one of the other 
best things about this movie is like every scene has like something noteworthy in it. There's That's not the one scene that there's not something we would talk about in it. Right. So when I was going through what I do, what, how I do this is when I'm watching, I just kind of like as I go, I, I, I type down what scene, like what happens and, and why it's important, why it's relevant or whatever. Um, and I find myself doing that with a couple other movies too, but with this one especially, it was like every scene. I was like, <laughs> okay, well, I can't pick everyone. So I kind of was cutting them out as I go and I was kind of mad about it, but it is what it is. So if you guys see anything or, or uh, you want to throw anything else in there, please feel free. So the first one I have is just the coffee shop scene. Um, the Like the opening, because you get the introduction of Alonzo and you just know right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> like Denzel's in this movie for a reason <laughs> and he's going for it and you just I don't know I loved it every second uh, every second of it the comedic uh, relief is killer there yeah tell me a story <laughs> since I can't read my newspaper tell, <laughs> tell me, a, me story. a story my favorite like a the fucking scene... DUI <laughs> <laughs> does she have her liquor license uh, I mean, yes like, what the that's, that's what I had on here was the, the liquor license thing I thought that was hilarious. One of the one of the best things he did too is when like Hoyt's in the middle of a story and he just interrupts him and goes boom. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, you never know. <laughs> you never know. That's the point. Uh, my favorite Love quote that. out of that scene, and probably one of my favorites of the movie, just because like it's so it rings so true. If you've ever been with somebody at a restaurant and they like don't order and then like they want to order later or some shit, but he's just like, actually, I will have food. He's just like, no, the fuck you won't. You fuck yeah. that up. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking beautiful, man. I love that. Yo, he starts it off. He's like, yo, you want some food on my dollar? And then by the end of the scene, he's like, you do have a dick, don't you? And you got a pocket to the right, a pocket to the left. Now reach into him, pay the tab. He goes from offering to pay the tab to making him pay the tab. Dude, it's amazing. And then immediately after he says that, it cuts to them walking to the car. So you yeah. know he actually paid. You know he paid. <laughs> amazing. Um, you're right about the comedic relief there too. So it, it in there, I added. Uh, I just I just threw down 1979 Monte Carlo Lowrider because that car was just like legendary. Unbelievable. I, I remember seeing that being like, I want that when I grow up. Like I was like, I was like 12. And I'm like, that's the car right there. That's it. When I get my money, I'm getting one of those. Right. <laughs> the chain license, the chain license thing. Holding yeah. it in. And then and, the, uh, the hydraulic fucking switches inside. Him, him oh. calling the, the car, the office and then opening up with the uh, still. Yep. Uh, yeah, dude, I, <laughs> it was, that's just an iconic scene. Was that song like already out and like popping then? Or was that like some people's like introduction to still at that? That's that a good time? question, dude. I no, that's off the Chronic 2000. That's off the Chronic 2000. So this movie came out in 01. So that song was probably yeah, so a hit single in 2000. Already, <laughs> so people probably already got up to that song. Yeah. So when that shit comes in, I got goosebumps. I bet you there was like a movie theater in Compton that like when that song came on in the theater, like people forgot it was a movie and just started like dancing and like jumping <laughs> on and shit, <laughs> <Just> walking. <laughs> Could you imagine? Um, yeah, um, that's yeah, not even my favorite favorite song in the movie though, but we'll get to the, the other one. The dude's yeah. like, would you like to donate to the Jimmy V Foundation? It's like just so I actually, walking. I actually had like in here uh, because of like that scene and you're right, Ty, actually, I think I wrote down like that gives me goosebumps like that part, but uh, did you have like a favorite song on the soundtrack? I kind of wanted to let you guys go off on the, on the soundtrack if you remembered or if you had any songs written down on there, that is. We'll get to um, the scene too, but that, yeah. The, the, yeah, well, we can wait. 
Yeah, my favorite song is in the in the uh, the walk up to the to the gambling to the gambling table. Oh yes, okay. I got you. Um, we can we can hold off on that or whatever. For sure. But the uh, so the the next scene I had in here was the PCP scene, and I I put that Wayne Brady just ruined this scene for me from the Chappelle (laughs) Show because I cannot. I can't see this and not think of the Chappelle show and Wayne Brady. Just 100%. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't take it seriously at all. Um, I don't know. It's not like I said it ruined it. It didn't really ruin the scene for me, but yeah. But you think of it every time. I think (laughs) of that every time, dude, because that, that episode of the Chappelle show, he just, he absolutely crushed that. Well, I was like, there's a part like in the Wayne Brady skit where he's like, this ain't no after school special. And I was like waiting for it in this movie. I was like, wait, wait, I'm thinking of the wrong thing. That was in the (laughs) the Dave Chappelle skit. Yep. Um, Did the the Chappelle show must have come out, uh, skit came out after yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a parody on this. Yeah. It was a parody yeah, yeah, on yeah. this. And that's why, like, when I see it now, I just immediately think of Wayne Brady. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> um, it was Dave. Dave host. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, give me a second. <laughs> um, so that's, that's honestly the only thing I had written down for that scene was just Wayne Brady. Uh, <laughs> the next one I had on here was Roger's house. Uh, how do we feel about Roger? I love that, Roger that to death. <laughs> I love Roger and I love Scott Glenn. Like I'm a big Leftovers fan and I love his character in the Leftovers. We all Dad. Yeah, we all yes. are. <laughs> and he's been in a million, he's been in a million things, but the Dude, Leftovers I went fans. on his IMDb, dude. He's been in acting since 65. Yeah. No, he's, he's 65. Been, uh, That's crazy. He's he's been in a, quite a bit. That's why, you know, like. When I say the leftovers, it's probably one of like the lesser known things that he's actually known for. But for me, it hits home because that's one of my favorite series. And I like I Same. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just put him involved with that. Um, but yeah, so he it starts off with with um so this is the first time you hear about Alonzo's issues with the Russians, which is key to the storyline, <laughs> you know. Um <laughs> I wrote down, like, who the fuck is Roger to know who every good high school football player is in California? Because he just, like, <laughs> off of the name, he that happened to know. That is a weird old man thing in California. Like, is that, I, yeah, I, like, the, I'm, the I'm South California, like, any yeah. big market. Like Because my dad does that football. shit. My, yeah. yeah, my dad will be like, oh, he's like, I'll tell, like, introduce him to a friend. He's like, oh, yeah, he played for Centennial in 2007. Well, That's actually like, a thing, huh? Dude. Yeah. 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 It's a when I was thing. living in Tennessee, Pennsylvania's football the down way. there, like the yeah. high school recruits are basically already like heroes. Yeah. Do you That's... follow them like college? Because they're going to Alabama. They're going to um, right. UCLA. Like these people mm-hmm. are, they're like celebrities by the time they're seniors. So did, did they say something happened to him as far as like that went? Did he like have an injury that ruined his career? No, they did it. But I feel like you can, you can infer that from just like how he's like a cop now. He either just didn't go well or he got an injury or something. Or right. maybe he was a really good player, but not like, you know. Yeah, not I like mean, how many good players that are legends player. in their hometowns don't really go out to be like, you know. Yeah. Right. NFL players, but Roger, That's man. Roger, man. I thought, his yeah. His swag, his like demeanor, his like very chill. How about. He always has a nice whiskey. How about when they cheers, they go uh, back to the world. Yeah. Get that medicine up in you. Back to the world, dog. Back to the world. 
Dude, I'm like, yo, that's the hardest chairs ever. The back hardest to the chairs world. to the world. I'm gonna start saying like, that. Yo. Yeah, and then I, the other thing that I like, I kind of find myself like saying a lot too is when I'm like offering somebody a drink. I like when Denzel just like gives it to Hoyt. He's just like, here, get some of this medicine up in you. And I just like love that. Just like that's how you describe alcohol. Just like get some of this medicine. Up in you. That's that's so perfect. <laughs> Um, not to mention he had already been like smoking PCP prior to this. Now they're getting him like loaded on this really nice whiskey. <laughs> and Ethan Hawke. That's like supposed scene, to sober him up. <laughs> this is like, yeah, right. This, this scene is actually one of, I, I thought when I was watching this, I didn't notice this the first couple of times, but this is some of the best acting that Ethan Hawke did in the movie. He was, he looked like genuinely messed up mm-hmm. when he was in that scene. Yeah. His and voice was I, like cracking and shit. His eyes were all over the place. Like he played a really good crackhead for a few minutes. <laughs> like a, yeah. it was, uh, it was, it was pretty good. Um, and then so after like uh, he went into the the high school football thing, he tells that joke about the snail. Um, which was actually like pretty deep. Like when I so I had to stop the movie and think about it for a little bit. <laughs> um, so I wrote down oh, yeah. like you uh. He, at the end of it, he says, you figure out the joke. And uh, so you figure out the joke, you figure out the streets. So the joke was basically all about the snail, like being Jake, uh, believing his journey from the backyard to the porch was an amazing achievement. But to the man who threw him, it was nothing. That's what I wrote down. Um, so it's, it's basically about situational awareness and Jake being out of his, like way out of his element. Yeah. Which was like heavy. <laughs> yeah, and it's i mean it's a it's part of the bigger, Roger, like dude. it's probably like the bigger like morality of the story which is like it's like yeah like a lot of especially the bad cops like the shitty cops the evil cops a lot of them like see what they're doing as like they're not changing the world they're not protecting and serving anybody they're just like this is just a job we're just gonna we're gonna go eat today and fuck fuck everybody else like they're not <laughs> they're not looking at it as like uh kind of like a, oh this is a I'm do, I'm protecting and serving and I'm serving the community and stuff like that. Like, well, the interesting just, part about what you're saying, Deshaun, is in that scene, Roger says, you used to look just like him when you started to Denzel. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, what you're saying is like, yeah, they all start off like that. But then mm-hmm. once you get seasoned and you get jaded, then you become the guy just tossing the snail and it's like all about us. And like, you almost lose that like hero vibe and you pick up that like, well, I can't change anything no matter how hard I try. Crime yeah, is going to keep going no matter how many people I lock up. And then you become the Denzels, even if you start off like the Ethan Hawks. That's so spot on. Exactly. hundred percent, dude. Yeah. You guys just broke that down to perfection. Um, yeah. I, so for a lot of like a, a lot of what we just said, I thought that was one of the more important and like, more epic scenes um subtly because it's not like there's you know it's not like the second scene at roger's house when they're busting down the door and killing people it's <laughs> yeah. not you know it's it's just the more of that in-depth conversation that brings out like the heart of the movie it's um, also i don't i don't think they ever like yeah they don't mention it until later on when like denzel's like oh well like he's just a drug dealer like why do you care but like it's a, like when you first go into that scene you have no idea who roger is roger could be like a former cop or like his uncle or some like you like he has no no there's no introduction to anything but you right. still feel his presence and you're like okay like 
He's somebody his who's chi. gotten dated by this team. His chi. <laughs> his chi. Roger's chi is so strong. <laughs> Roger's chi is so strong. <laughs> and that is literally what I was thinking <laughs> when I was watching the movie is you guys just sitting there. I was thinking about you guys sitting there watching this and going, Roger's chi, dude. Like, <laughs> so strong. So strong, dude. Yep. He just has his presence. But you know what? Don't sleep on Ethan Hawke's response to the snail story either because – Denzel started ragging on him. He's like, this mother... And then Roger's like, nah, man, let him finish. And, he, and he's like, PCP'd out, Brandy. He's just like, nah, man, it's about smiles and cries. Smiles and cries. <laughs> smiles, smiles and cries. And, cries. and Roger, Roger, Roger like, kind of gave him like a what? head nod. Yeah. Let him go. Let him go. Like, let him finish. <laughs> and, I think and then you, by the end of it, saw. Denzel was like, Word. Yeah, you, you Word. saw a little bit of respect. Like, okay, like I'm starting to learn a little bit more about this kid in Alonzo's eyes. You know? Um... It was a it was an important scene. It was a big one. Um. So, do you guys have anything else to add about that scene in particular? Um, just when uh, just like I I don't know, just like kind of like funny scene or funny part when he does finish the steel story and Roger like gets closer to his face and he's just like, "Fuck's your problem," and it's just like, Roger <laughs> <laughs> just starts yeah, laughing yeah. and he's just like, "I don't know why that's funny. I don't." <laughs> Roger's like stone cold. Yeah. Right. So that's that was kind of that was kind of big because you know at first he looks like an idiot because he's he is out of his element. Like yeah. he doesn't understand what's going on. And then he kind of flips it on him because he's like, Oh yeah, I'm just PCP'd out. Like, let me it's about you know, smiles and cries, man. <laughs> smiles and cries. I do have one thing we skipped over to get to that scene, and we don't have to stay on it because it's not a huge scene, but I do think it's worth mentioning. The fact that he got the PCP from that like Volkswagen Beetle of college kids getting pulled over in Denzel. Yeah, I wanted to. Yeah, because we did no. buy that real quick, and so I was, can, like, that was all right. Roach playing in the car, cut my life into pieces. <laughs> so I actually have a question about that because did they? Was it just pot that they had, and Denzel sprinkled the PCP in there, or was it the PCP that he actually stole from them? It looked like he was lacing. It looked like the PCP he was laced it, in the right? pipe, and he was like lacing it. Yeah, that's, he had that's to what I got from it. Because yeah. those kids, I feel like, I don't know. Yeah, those aren't like stoners. Like, not, not PCP stoners. Nah. <laughs> well, he did. Yeah, yeah I think- he definitely laced it because when he looked at he showed it to Jake, and he was like, he was like, this is typical, like, Mexican garbage. Look at the yeah. seeds and the stems. Right. And then he started like messing with it, like over on the side. I wanted, I wanted to clarify that, so thank you. And thank even you. when he showed it to Roger, because Roger saw it too, and Roger yeah. was like, "Oh, this is trash." But Roger wasn't like, "This is laced with PCP." Right. So yeah. I feel like he just sprinkled when he packed the bowl for Ethan Hawke. Like yeah, he straight up dosed him. <laughs> also, like another line that's like, just, "Everybody knows I know you like to get wet." <laughs> Dave, I didn't know you like oh, to get wet. <laughs> Damn, I know you like to get wet. Then he breaks <laughs> down every you. word for PCP. <laughs> yeah, sure. Age us. Yeah, good call. See, that was that was another one. I think I had originally written down. It was like a um, car stop, like Denzel's car stop or whatever. But I, I had to cut some stuff out here. But uh, thank you for bringing it up because it is. It was... I died when those white boys had Papa Roach playing in the car. That was so <laughs> incredible. The most stereotypical, like, white boy shit you could have. Yeah, like, Volkswagen <laughs> Beetle, just like. <laughs> Volkswagen Beetle. Like, you can't, like, I mean, you go to the hood and that shit, and you're just, like, a moving target. Like, <laughs> you will get robbed. Right? The fact that they made it out of there with the pot <laughs> is actually kind of uh, astonishing. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't. 
<laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> well, <laughs> good call. <laughs> and of all people to take it, it was one of, yeah, one of, one of the cops. <laughs> um, so if we're if we're moving on, uh, I have uh, searching the Sandman's wife house, and I just put down Macy Gray plays a great crackhead wife. Like she was, she was, she was honestly top notch. Um, and uh, just to skip over Macy Gray real quick, I fucking love when Denzel comes out firing with the dualies. Yeah, he's got the dual pistols, <laughs> and he's just so like nonchalant about it. There's, there's no gun safety in that at all. Like that's not like, the proper way you're supposed zero. To he has one cock to the side and one shooting <laughs> straight out. And it's just like, well, like zero safety. Bullets <laughs> going through bystanders' houses. Yeah, yeah. Like he no, killed so many bystanders with that. Absolutely <laughs> zero warning to Ethan Hawke's character. Yeah, <laughs> Jake Hoyt. Like he has <laughs> no idea that this is coming. Um, and he just tells him to stay in the car, and that eventually drives off for him. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I mean Macy Gray, dude. Like who? I don't know. Which like who saw that coming? Like I didn't. I I kind of had no idea. Yeah. She so. I have seen this movie probably like eight times and I've watched it twice in the last two weeks. I randomly watched it for fun like two weeks ago. And then we decided to really do this. So I watched it again tonight. Right. But the first time uh, when I watched it two weeks ago, I actually watched the credits and I had no idea that was Macy Gray. Like really? that was a fucking mind blowing moment for me because I'm such a fan of her music. Right. And then I was like, holy shit, she murdered that role. She's so badass in that role. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she was. Dude, she it was, was a revelation. <laughs> she had like the shakes going down, the long fingernails. Like oh, she yeah. had the look and the act, like perfect. stupid ass, crooked ass, pussy ass cops. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, yo, that's so. Fucking she had like a perfect. Jamaican accent. You yeah. a fucking rookie. <laughs> <laughs> Show me that warrant. And there's there's something about the way she said that. Like I want to see that damn warrant. Like yeah, and there's I something about the way it. she said it where I was like, damn, like she fucking murdered this. Like she she exactly was and when she said she might be the same man. She was fucking gangster, yeah, right? She might be the same man. Dude, um, so that that rookie thing that shows up all the time. Like they, the hood can just sniff him out being a rookie. There's like three times. Yeah, just like the goons in the hood are just like you will fucking look like and, without even talking to him. And don't skip ahead to that scene because there's a lot to break down in that one with with the actors and like that whole scene in general that that uh the three jackasses in that house. Just real quick, do we skip over the uh, um the alley scene with the um, girl getting raped? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Sure. Yep. I just want to point one thing out because this is the first was, time he this is the first time he does it, and he does it about seven more times in the movie. When Denzel, for some reason, when Denzel pulls out a pack of cools and just puts one in his mouth, it's the coolest shit ever. I don't know. Oh my like, god, dude. I like wanted to smoke cools after there's, this fucking movie. Dude, there, there's something about the way, <laughs> there's, there's something about the way that like cool actors can pull out a cigarette like that. Yeah. Like you're <laughs> absolutely right. He just, and he like he leans up against like the fence or the wall that he's on. Yeah. He's just watching him like Ethan Hawk take on these two crackheads, and he's like smiling. He has that grin on. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. Good call. Yeah, I just needed to bring that up because it's my one of my favorite. Like, not not to mention that scene's not not to mention that scene's incredibly important to the storyline with yeah, what happens huge. with Hawk's character oh, yeah. later on. He just like pure blind luck, but I think it kind of speaks to you know, like like just him getting rewarded for like Denzel, even if he saw that going on. He wouldn't have stopped and like done anything about it no, like originally. No, no. 
So the fact that Ethan Hawke nah, like, made, him, absolutely not. made him stop the car, like made an effort, got out, like took them on, on his own. And, um, and then it ends up saving his life later on is just like, I don't know. It's kind of everything coming full circle. And it's like that, you know, that's, I, I really, I love that about that. What and it's like one that? of the two, two or three moments too where you see that shade of hero in Denzel after the fact where he's like you did a really amazing thing back there like you can still see a glimpse of maybe when Denzel actually had some morality from when he was a when he there's had a, a few points there's a few points in the movies like you did a really amazing like like I respect and, you for being this bright-eyed like hero guy and yeah. like you see that side of Denzel this much like a small yeah, amount yeah. it's it's usually the looks that he's giving Ethan Hawke like there were a couple of looks. I think there was, yes, this like look of approval and like like this kid's got something, you know. Yeah, like, you could tell. Like it's literally like every time Ethan Hawke goes along with something he wants him to do, or he like he does something that impresses him. Like Denzel always like he'll do the laugh like ha ha ha, and he'll always like smile or he'll just look at him. He'll just he'll get excited. Like he yes. actually shows those emotions. But even though it's like crooked as shit, but it's just like it's kind of like when you're hanging out with like. If you're like a dad hanging out with your son or something like that, it's just like he does something like he does something that you just respect. You're like, yeah, that's my son. Let's fuck you. Like, let's go. <laughs> like, that's kind of how he acts when whenever Hoyt does something. Yeah, agreed. Um, did you have anything else to add about uh, either the alley scene or uh, the Sandman wife scene before we move on? I got a couple of ones going here. I want to kind of cruise through these. Um, no, uh, no. The uh, the. S- so I have the dinner with the three wise men in there just because it's very important to Alonzo's storyline because you learn a little bit. You, there's like three stages of learning about the Russian issue in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was kind of the second stage. Not to mention they had Tom Berenger, uh, like the, the three wise men at dinner, I think he calls them. It was it was Tom Berenger and I can't remember the actors' names for the other two, but they were like some pretty prominent actors. Yeah, they're pretty. And they have like two minutes of screen time. Yeah, the one it was, a, it was a weird role for them to take. Um, but uh, I, I have uh, so all I wrote down here was learning about Alonzo's issues with the Russians a little more, and then the peanut butter story. Do you guys remember? The story is great. <laughs> <laughs> the guy uh, who was about to be, I don't know, like convicted of a crime, like reached in his fucking pants and pulled out a lot of peanut butter and then started licking his fingers, like <laughs> pleaded insanity, pleaded insanity, and then. You know, it's it speaks to Alonzo's character because what did Alonzo say? He was like, "Hey, you got to respect it. The man got off." And then he what the, played the system, right? He played the system, and then he the deserves guy, his freedom, right? He deserves his freedom. That's what he says. And then the yeah. other guy kind of questions him, and he's like, "You think so?" And then you know, you see Denzel kind of pull back a little bit, like he's not like he's out of his element, but he's like, "I don't know." Like, what do you think? You know, like he's like, but he is know. out of his element in that boost, like that next level, like almost corporate vibe where like, right. so it starts in that vein with him being like, they're talking about the judge and they bring her up and Alonzo's like, oh, she's a sharp woman. And then immediately the three like bougie corporate guys are like, is she? And then they tell that story that discredits everything Lonzo just said yes. about it. Right. And then he's like, he deserves his freedom. And then they're like, does so like at each it's- turn. Lonzo's finally out of his element, like Ethan Hawke is the whole movie. It's the like first Lonzo time... becomes Ethan Hawke in that moment. Yeah, right. exactly. It's the yeah. first time you see him humbled, mm-hmm. like to to a certain extent, and it's uh, it's kind of eye opening, and you see how serious like the situation's starting to get. But it like that whole Russian situation is kind of overshadowed by Ethan Hawke's story the whole time. So 
every time it comes back, you're like, oh yeah, Denzel's going to deal with this. Like, what the fuck is he going to do? Um, so I, I had to throw that in there for that reason. And I thought Tom Berenger's character saying at the end, like, I really hope you figure this out. Like, I don't want to see you in the papers like all those other assholes. Mm-hmm. You know, like they have a certain amount of respect for Alonzo. Like he, you could tell he he was probably once this like really respected guy on the force and then yeah. lost all morality because of God knows what. Yeah, um, absolutely. So... After that, I had yeah the second visit to Roger's house. Before before you get to that, did you? So I wanted to bring up the Baldwin Village part or the the jungle, the jungle because yeah. it is actually like one of the best scenes in the movie. The way yeah. they hold you drive up through the area and yes. when they're flipping the pigeons, I just so, so <laughs> yeah. actually fucking do that. Oh, I wrote that down. Cool. I wrote that down somewhere, dude. Is the that whistle- like? A- <laughs> Is that a real thing? <laughs> yeah, so I've so I've seen that in Philly, not the pigeons part, but the whistling down the down the block. Mm. So if you're in a suspect car where it looks like you could be an undercover, what they'll do is like there's corner boys all the way down the street. So the first corner boy will whistle down to the next corner boy, and they'll just keep it going all the way down the block until like for however long all the guys are standing there. And that's what they were doing there. And then the flipping the pigeons thing, I've never heard of before, but yeah, they do that out it's here. Epic. <laughs> it's epic. It is, dude. It was epic. <laughs> you just look up in the sky, see the pigeons, and everybody's just kind of looking at the end of the street. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, are you it's doing incredible. the fuck that guy category later? Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll have that. We have that in everyone. Because cool. from that scene, I don't know why. And I'm – like, I won't get it. I, got, I have well, a fuck Yeah, we'll get it. To <laughs> from that scene. And it's so <laughs> unnecessary, but something about that scene – this one guy pisses me off. No, nah, you know what? When you get to that. There okay. is the the best part of Not that de- guy is the like when you pick the really like minuscule roles that really don't mean anything and just kind of come. Yeah. Out of oh way. yeah. You have like one or two scenes or whatever. So that's like save it for that. We'll we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um. Great call on the pigeons, Deshaun. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of my you favorite. Like, I was that. just like, yeah, that's and all the like and it's buds, Terry all the like, red. Yeah. It's Terry Crews doing it too. You're right. Terry Crews, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a couple scenes in the movie, and Terry Crews is up there going. Terry Crews does not say a word in the movie. He's just there they to just show his pictures. shredded ass back clapping. <laughs> yep, he's literally just there to be this massive, like, scary human. <laughs> um, so <laughs> if we move on to that second visit to Roger's house, like, this is where shit kind of hits the fan, and Ethan Hawke's character, like, he's been tested the whole day, but this is where like his true test comes in you know like how far are you willing to go for alonzo and like for this job basically um so you know you have you have the sit down with alonzo uh the i think he pours himself a another glass of uh that 300 bourbon i think he said it was 300 shit (laughs) yeah 300 shit you got here uh one thing i wrote down is just roger being so cool calm and collected the entire time like never actually feeling threatened like he no. knows that alonzo's got to do this because he, you know the powers that be above him but he never felt like his life was really threatened he was just like totally cool about it i love that about his character um you know he's he asks uh jake to shoot roger alonzo does that and that was like you know that's when the the test really really comes to to life there um what's the quote i have written here you kill someone on duty, they have to be your slave in the afterlife. Start your entourage. 
<laughs> I, I thought that was so it's cold. Fucking ridiculous. That's <laughs> just absurd. I thought it was so cold. I had to write it down. Trippy oh. shit. What he when he <laughs> yeah. uh, when he talks about the gun when he's when when he wants a gun he's like give me the bitch. I love yeah. that. Yeah. My favorite. Like, <laughs> just like every he's time just like, he's just like give me the bitch. <laughs> I was just like yeah okay. <laughs> so yes, dude. Yes, um, that is amazing. I laugh every time he does that. Yeah, it's incredible. And he does it every time he refers to that one shotgun. <laughs> yeah, just the shotgun. <laughs> I love another how, favorite little like. What are you saying? I I was just gonna say I love how Alonzo quarterbacks that whole thing. Like after oh, the shooting, after the fact, after the shooting, he just like, all right, like you know, you came through the door, you got hit twice. Uh, Hoyt comes through, shoots him. Like, what did you see? What did you see? What did you see? I love, I love that whole scene about him. Like, he had everything planned out to a T. Yeah, that was some like director ass shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What what were you gonna say, Ty? Sorry to interrupt. No, I was just gonna say, I don't know if you guys found it as entertaining as I do for some reason, but when they dig up the money, and Denzel, they're all in the kitchen, and Denzel's with the gang and everything, and he tries to give Ethan Hawke his money. And he says, like, I'm not comfortable with this. And then he turns to all his boys. He's like, you comfortable? And they're like, I'm fucking comfortable. He's like, no. he's like, they're, like, they're like, I'm very comfortable. I'm very comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> give, me my, give me my hundreds of thousands like, of dollars. Every one of them just has a different version of I'm fucking comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always laugh at that, too. Like, no, and not to mention, I, I don't know. Not to mention his crew of goons is, like, made up of some of the most stereotypical like 90s assholes like yeah. do you remember the bad guy from the mask with jim carrey was yeah. one of them and zed is he is he's the zed he's, right? he's zed from yeah. fiction yeah exactly <laughs> and then you have uh do you did you guys see con air yeah that's like billy uh the kid who the guy who nicholas cage kills over the teddy bear in like the basement of the plane or whatever like the bottom level of the plane that guy is is one of his guys. Like they're just a couple of guys who like typecast as scumbags. Just ninety scumbags. I yeah, love that. And just yeah. that just play that character and everything. And I thought they picked like such a great crew of goons for that. Yeah, I feel like this whole scene too with the second Roger visit is actually when Ethan Hawke, up until this point, he thought Denzel was crazy, but like kind of could see how like being an undercover you have to be crazy. I feel like this is obviously the epiphany where like, Oh no, he's actually just doing this for personal debt. This has nothing to do with learning the streets. Yeah. This is like, Oh, he needs money. And, and I think, and I think Denzel started to realize that too, or uh, Alonzo's care. Alonzo started to realize that because he looks at him and, and at one point he almost looks sympathetic. And he said, listen, we don't do this shit every day. He's like, this isn't like an everyday thing. Like that's supposed you know, to fucking make like that's supposed to ease his murdering somebody in cold blood. Yeah, man. You know, like he's kind of a terrible guy. He sells drugs to kids. We killed him, but like we don't do this every day. <laughs> you know, um, and obviously, like none of that hit home with with Jake. Like he was still a year a fucking asshole, dude. I'm not going to be part of this. Um, um, yeah, and then yeah, like I mean, he's whole. He's kind of fucked now because like he's he, Denzel's like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to make sure they get, you start talking that shit, I'm going to make sure they get your blood. He's right. PCP all day. Right. He's like, you've been playing this all day? He's like, Yo, all week, that's <laughs> so fucking amazing. That's so amazing, great, too. Where yeah. He's like, I'm not the one that was smoking PCP all day. <laughs> <laughs> I love... But yo, oh, God, God. Real quick, like, 
do you notice i feel like the camera intentionally picks up on how talented denzel is with his eyes talking to ethan hawk mm-hmm. like denzel says so yes. much with his eyes yes and i feel like the director or whoever's in charge of camera work appreciates that and picked up on it because just the looks denzel the subtleties in his looks he gives ethan hawk again there's so much things being said with his eyes again this is this speaks to denzel's legend and why this movie wouldn't be anything without him it's like it's the subtle things you know like yes in the big stage he can nail any line and do give you like pretty much anything you need for that main star role but it's like little things like that where he's looking at Ethan Hawke, he gives him the subtle eyes or the scary eyes or like the little hand gestures or anything that he's doing. And, you know, after multiple watches, you pick up on that shit. There's, and it's yeah, so noticeable. There's and he a, murders it. <laughs> he does yeah, it he does, so he well. It. Yeah. And I want to like shout out like Ethan Hawke too because he actually has the same type of thing where if you see the camera on his eyes, like his genuinely surprised looks when everything goes down, like every little thing, like you see, they get a little more and more intense as they, as they move along. And I don't think any, uh, there's very few actors who could have played that role, like just genuinely surprised at everything that's happening. And then at one point, like, I remember like just liking this scene just for the, just for it, because like it, it, it's, it doesn't really have changed the story at all or anything, but in the car, when he pulls over to the side of the highway and he's like pretty much like, like, if you don't like it, go give him a hand with the cop that's changing the tire. Right. And they get back in the car. And Denzel's so good at, again, playing, like, the like the big brother or the dad that's, like, really good at manipulating the little kid or the son. And he's just, like, he's just, like, look, this is what it's about. And then and then at one point, he's just, like, let's go, let's go. And then Ethan Hawke's just, like, ah, god damn it, just give me a beer, man. And it's just, yeah. like, <laughs> that in there. it's, like, this guy's getting fucking manipulated, but it's also, like, He's like that's this childish one, boy. That's his like, right, game, man. Yeah. And you don't you don't truly realize how much he's being manipulated until the next scene that we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. which is the card game scene where he's basically brought to get murdered. Like you don't you don't realize it because you, at every point you think Denzel still has like I mean yes like even even when he murdered him or whatever, uh, murdered Roger. There's just something about his character because after he murders Roger, they're sitting down in the car. And he has that conversation and it's like Denzel's fucked up view on like how to stop criminals and what's actually right and wrong. And Hoyt, he wasn't having it, but you see Denzel's character like trying to get that across. Yeah. Um, I want to point out the symbolism too there too, just like, like, which is pretty awesome. Like, as you, like, you could see the sun is setting when the story's starting to turn. And it's like, okay, Hoyt's starting to be like, yo, fuck this guy, actually. And, like, the sun is also setting at the same time. And you kind of, you just get the whole feeling around where you're I did not even notice that. That's a great pull. Yeah, I I didn't even notice that. Yeah, that's Um, good. Yeah, that's, like, little shit like that. See, that's, okay, like, this movie in the wrong hands could have been nothing. It could have been like another random Mark Wahlberg Netflix movie or something. Could have been you know two I mean? Whoa! Whoa! And you call yourself a Boston guy. <laughs> yeah, yo, you better not release this in fucking Rhode Island, dude. I don't know what you were thinking about. Yeah. You're gonna have to you guys out. know exactly what I'm fucking talking about. That middle-of-the-road action movie that just gets passed over on Netflix with any random crew of actors. It could have been that, but because Denzel and Ethan Hawke, and honestly, Fuqua did a hell of a job. And uh, did we talk about David Ayer yet, the writer? Oh, no. Yeah, David Ayer is incredible. Yeah, so he, I was, I was going through his IMDb earlier. Um, he, is this, like, this has to be his best work, right? 
Like, yeah. he, he's done some good stuff. He did so he did U571, the screenplay for that. He did the screenplay for Fast and the Furious, which blew up. Uh he did the screenplay for SWAT. <laughs> Hard times with Christian Bale. He did End of Watch. So I was he, gonna say the, the only movie that ever made me feel kind of the same way this movie made me feel, where like after the end, I was like 10 out of 10, incredible movie, like like one of the best cop stories I've ever seen was End of Watch. End of Watch. So it was like, I think he like did this twice. Like, yeah, like he he End found of a way Watch to do was, it again. It was that. a tough watch, but it was like really powerful, like a really powerful movie. And he had, I mean, he did have, who was it, Michael Pena and Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. I mean, you know, like pa- Pena is great and Gyllenhaal is all time. Yeah. Like Gyllenhaal still hasn't gotten his Oscar I don't know when he's gonna get it. They're gonna give him a pity one eventually. He needs it. Yeah, they, that's yeah. Like, but he's had enough. I don't think roles. Bale has one. Does Christian Bale even have one? I don't think so. I think he got nominated a couple times though. He's been nominated. Did has Gyllenhaal been nominated? Like, he got screwed out of a couple nominations. I hope he got that. nominated for Nightcrawler because he was like that was one of my favorite. If like, he just, didn't, dude, that and Prisoners. Uh, prisoners. There's, there's a couple other ones where Gyllenhaal should have been like he's he's great. Nocturnal Animals. Um, he's he's killed it. Talk about somebody who could have played Hoyt. I could have seen Jalen Hall in the Hoyt role. Jalen Hall could have. Been, I feel like he's yeah. another one where Jalen Hall he could do anything. Yeah. <laughs> he's all over the place. <laughs> um, the other ones from Air. So the only one that I really like, really did not like, is Suicide Squad. Um, that was kind of a a dud, and I think they're redoing it now. Yeah, I don't even count really count superhero movies for. Yeah, I guess. you're just adapting a comic book, and like sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't. Unless you're right. obviously Christopher Nolan, true. You just make a gritty crime <laughs> drama and happen to make the character Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude. Yeah. So, so just to, true, to... true detective featuring Batman, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Um, just to cruise through these last couple scenes to get on to the, the last couple categories, uh, the card game scene was the last one I had. So this is my favorite scene. This is, this is the one for me. It's up there, dude. Um, first of all, you got Tuco and Hector. <laughs> you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Tuco plays the same character in every single thing. And that guy who's Hector, his name is Hector in this movie, right? He plays Hector in yeah, every movie. He plays Hector. <laughs> his name is Hector in Fast and the Furious. His name is Hector in Bruce Almighty. His name is Hector, his name's Hector in, in real life. <laughs> so insane. <laughs> Wait, is it actually? No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Yo, I honestly wouldn't even be surprised if it was. I'm about to look it up right now. Just to make He's sure. actually Hector the Third. His grandfather and father are Hector. <laughs> he has like a wild name. Well, his name's like Jacob. <laughs> Stanley. Um, I'll look it up and get back to you on that because I definitely yeah. want to figure that out. But yeah, so I love uh, well, what did I have down here? It says Tuco and Hector. Oh yeah, legit. Always play Tuco and Hector. Uh, I love how they were asking him about like. They called him a rookie and like, oh, like how's being a cop? And Ethan Hawke goes, should have been a fireman. <laughs> like after the yeah. day he's had, he was yeah. just like, should have been a fucking fireman, dude. I don't it's also be just here. like one of those like funny like it's just like one of those like throwaway like like he's uncomfortable, so he just yeah. threw out like a like a joke to just be like, be one of the guys. Like, yeah, yeah, one of the like guys. I feel like that's like just probably a cop saying like most. Cops yeah, should have been, been a fireman. Should have been a fireman. Yeah, and then it just like doesn't stick. <laughs> right. Um. um so oh. I have the tension when you find find out Alonzo left him. Like this is another one of those scenes 
that like he, he has a couple scenes that build up like some serious tension and Rogers shootout was one of them. Um, not shootout Rogers murder. And, uh, and this one was like the main other one that I had where like, he looks out the window and sees that Alonzo's car is gone and you're like, Oh fuck. You know, like there's like, something's not right here. He definitely just left him for dead. And the story about the Russians finally come out. Like, I think one of the, the three dudes tells the final story about what happened. Yeah, Smiley, Smiley yeah. tells him. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, that mustache is so epic. Yo, I mean, epic. Uncle who has a mustache like that. I should have <laughs> thrown that mustache in the legend up category because that thing is absolutely legendary. Um, <laughs> also, the, uh, the by the way, like something a cop should never do is unload your weapon and just hand it to the criminal you're sitting at a table with. <laughs> I think yeah, but I mean, point, in that situation... <laughs> Like I you, guess, well, like you got the to- whole time he was doing that, and every time I watch this movie, I'm like, dude, what? After the day you had, why would you ever give that up to this dude? Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Seemed pretty dumb, but I think at this point, Ethan Hawke's just like, fuck it, <laughs> like, right? Look at like, <laughs> stick it. Um, I uh, so Alonzo is into the Russian for a million. The Russians for a million after killing like uh, a higher up in the Russian mob. That's what happened, right? He like yeah. he like went off on this dude and accidentally killed him. He said he said Alonzo beat the shit out of a nobody, and he said it turns out that nobody was a somebody, right? Which you never want to hear. <laughs> when yeah, out the exactly. <laughs> there's and like it, people you can kill, and there's people you can't kill. Right, and I think Denzel does such a good job of like playing cool when when everybody's talking to him about that. Because after you know what happened later on in the movie, like this is when you find out what actually happened, and you go back to that conversation with the three wise men. He's just like, it's cool, it's him. Like, I got it. Like, I got the money. Everybody can be paid. Like, I'm just going to pay him off, whatever. Um, or maybe he just didn't realize the severity of the situation. But I think he well, did. Well, when you see the firepower they have at the end, you realize it was yeah. pretty severe. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm saying, did Denzel <laughs> know? You know? Like, did he actually know what was, like, how severe? Well, I think he just tries to think he that did. swagger and demeanor. Yeah, I, I just think he's good at bullshitting the whole time. Right. Yeah. Right. He's like a con yeah. man, really. I agree. Also, before, even, we get past, before we get past the scene at the table with the hillside crew, can we just talk <laughs> about how I don't even know when I was watching it today, I realized I don't understand what prompted the conversation where out of nowhere, one of them is just like, <laughs> you ever get your shit pushed in? And then two was no like, idea. I've had my shit pushed in. <laughs> I have that. I have that written down. Literally, saying, right after what? that, I have. Have you ever had your shit pushed in? But like, and also, two, like, and just underneath like, that, I have to go absolute psycho. He's like having an orgasm where he's like, oh, "I've had my shit pushed in." Dude, he literally plays that like psycho crackhead so Dude, well. He's crazy. He's two pair. Two pair. Two pair. He's going off about two pair, and it's like, dude, you're beat by three of a kind. <laughs> what the fuck's the matter with you? Um, yeah, and the other dude just Hector's just roasting him the whole time. He's like, This motherfucker off his meds. That's why we never put money on this game. We don't even know how to play it. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, after after all, after the, the shit pushed in conversation and shit hits a fan, I just put bathtub and I was like, How you know, the tension does anyone know what prompted that though? Like, seriously, what dude, no, nothing in? prompted it, it just came out of nowhere. Like, what prompted the <laughs> shit pushed in comment? No, no, well, it was they were pretty much all saying that they've all been to jail before, is what they're saying, right? Yeah, but like, yeah, it that's, was, that's like it. nothing prompted it, but they're trying to explain that they've all like are fresh out of jail, right? 
<laughs> they're all fresh out of jail and they Hector and him have had the shit pushed. I mean, <laughs> oh, and yeah. And fucking Smiley's had love from like... the homies. <laughs> yeah. Um, um by the way, before we uh before we uh get past the beginning, the entrance scene when they're walking through all like the gang members and Cypress Hill Rock Superstars playing, that's like my favorite, like just yes, from that to the end of the scene is just I love the way it just starts and ends. It's incredible. Um, yeah, there's uh it's it was the song that we mentioned earlier, and then that one, those are the two that kind of stuck out as far as like being perfect with with what's going on. Um and the, the bathtub scene, like I said, uh, right after that, where, you know, Ethan Hawke is saved by the 14-year-old girl that he saves. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I love how everything comes full circle there. Uh, yeah. And then he just lets him go and he's like, hey, man, you know, it's just business. I hope you don't, <laughs> hope you don't mind. <laughs> Be on your way. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you understand, right? And then Ethan Hawke doesn't yeah. say anything. He's like, he just like grabs a child. He's like, right <laughs> yeah. like he's like i'm gonna need you to confirm here <laughs> yeah i'm gonna need you to totally understand what's happening right now I'm we're, letting, we're letting you go yeah. <laughs> um and then after that so after that scene uh i have i just put down the final shootout um which is basically i have from ethan hawk entering eva mendez's place to all the way down to um alonzo getting killed yeah, great, great part uh, in Eva Mendes's place showing, uh, just showing like how much of a scumbag Alonzo is and how like much of a hero Hoyt is. Like he was trying to get the kid to come to him so he could save him, and Alonzo yeah. was trying to use the kid as a like a shield, pretty a much. human shield. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, uh, yeah, that's that's the definition of good and evil right there. All, all time bad, all time <laughs> bad, bad. All time bad. <laughs> you don't fuck with children. Just yeah. <laughs> one thing you got to stay away from if you're good. I like that they did establish earlier though that they were like, okay, Alonzo is like, this is his kid, but like he clearly doesn't give a fuck about the kid, right? And they had like uh, Ethan Hawke and him. The kid had a little connection where he like fell asleep on the yeah, couch and watching cartoons couch, yeah. or whatever, which was uh, nice. Uh, <laughs> all I wrote down was the first thing I had was Eva Mendez. All that's all I wrote down was just Eva Mendez. All that, all that needs to be said. All that needs to be said. Absolute, just even what it is. <laughs> absolute smoke. We show. all we all know. We all know what we saw and how beautiful it was. Um it's like Ryan Gosling looks good right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I'd probably put him above her. As far as hotness goes? Yeah. It, are we gonna do a ranking? You're right. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're not wrong. <laughs> There's she's, not a lot of damn. goslings. There's like some girls that I could say look like Mendez. Yeah. It's a good point. Some, some. No. It's a good point. Well, you are out in LA. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably all little Eva Mendes vlogging. Um, uh, I did like shout out to any letter. Think of one thing there. though. <laughs> yeah, right. In the sh- in the shootout scene in the house, like the fucking. Little kid in me geeked out over the shotgun on a swivel under the bed. Oh, oh yeah! The first oh, time yeah. I saw this, I was like, "That is the coolest thing, the coolest <laughs> so, thing ever." Yeah. So Al, so my roommate Al had not seen this movie in a very long time, if yeah. ever. I can't remember, and he had come in like towards the end of it and just kind of sat down on the couch and started watching it with me. And then that scene came, 
And he just kind of looked at me and went like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> after he saw the shotgun on a swivel. And I was like, yeah, man, he's ready. He lives in, like, this girl's in the hood. <laughs> like, yeah. Also, it was like, time. it was not even the shotgun on the swivel. It was the combo move of flicking the cigarette in the dude's face. Yes, and yes. then doing the shotgun the cool. on the swivel. <laughs> the he cool. flicks the cool. It comes full circle. <laughs> the cool is, was like the, the gun on the wall that must be used. Like that. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, we might need a list of like coolest shit Denzel does in this movie because like dude, honestly, man, there's so he, many. <laughs> yeah, there there really is. He does like so many. There's so many little like things that he does throughout this movie. Um. The other things I had written down for this scene were just you shot me in the ass, and King Kong ain't got shit on me. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the other one too is. You guys are gonna be playing basketball in Pelican Bay. <laughs> yes, dude. which is like I, I, I love yeah. that fucking line. I, it's just it's legendary, just <laughs> legendary line. Uh, oh, what 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 else? Do, he says, "Um, shoe program." Shoe program. Oh, he starts naming my different favorite line jobs. of that whole monologue is, "I'm the police. I run shit here. You just live here." Yeah, it's just like it's such a line that like a police officer would fucking use. Right, it's just like fuck you, man. <laughs> yep. Um, and I have uh the final words in the movie being the reporter reciting exactly what happened, uh, what Alonzo said about Jake's like public obituary, basically. A Los Angeles Police Department narcotics officer was killed today, serving a high risk warrant near LAX. Spokesperson said Officer Alonzo Harris was survived by his wife and four sons. Like, if you uh, during the Roger uh, Rogers murder scene, he holds the shotgun to Jake and he says something about like, you know, uh, Jake off uh, Jake Hoyt officer is survived by his infant daughter and wife or whatever yeah. and then that's like exactly like verbatim is what be, is what is being said about yeah they say at the, the last warrant. words you hear is the actual obituary i thought that was kind of perfect yeah it's like a perfect way to end it also also like like each your own his, words, his death scene his death scene is again who dies like that that's the coolest fucking way to die dude like, he's just like you're gonna kill off a guy like Denzel, <laughs> that's how he goes out <laughs> like, yeah just coming out bleeding out of his monte carlo and he then goes, just gets fucking hammered with 60 million bullets. he goes scarface style out of a monte carlo <laughs> also also is there any anybody here who like at some point has been at a stoplight at two in the morning and just been like i uh, hope this shit isn't it just from like <laughs> Where the fucking Russian lady just comes right from behind him, and the, all the cars come around out of nowhere. Right, there's a nobody there to stop it. He just gets do, yeah, on that, street. That just one on one, where like that car next to you, like no other cars on the road at that yeah. point. You know, chick is just lighting up a cigarette. He's like, I feel that way in broad daylight in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like 2 p.m. There's a stoplight at 2 p.m. You're like, With like a thousand witnesses. But yo, um, Zach, when you were talking about how um they bring it back to him saying um word for word the obituary, um that's the second time they kind of play on Alonzo's words being shoved down his own throat because when um Jake Hoyt finally bests him in the jungle, one of the last things he says to him is, do you want to go home or do you want to go to jail or something yeah, like that? And that's that what... Was, that was beautiful. That's what Denzel... So, like, 
that yeah. that theme kind of recurs where Alonzo ends up by the end of the movie eating his own words his own like words. throughout the ending. Because yep. Jake pulled yep. his own shit right back on him at the end. And he just says, he just says, I want to go home. He's like, but, but yeah. he's saying like, give me my money. Like, I just want my money and I want to go home. I just want my money and I want to go home. But obviously. Yeah, so the director home. real crafty on that little. Uh, or David Ayer. More, more props to the writer. Oh yeah. Well, your yeah. boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you guys have anything else to add? Uh about the uh, about the final scene because that's uh, that's where I'm gonna cut off favorite scenes. Uh, if you guys had to choose a favorite scene, yeah, I said mine. It's the it's from like the walk into the Mexican's house all the way to the end of the scene. Right. It was just like it was perfect. Like everything about it, I love. Uh, Tyler, do you have a favorite scene off the top of your head? Honestly, with a movie just packed full of every scene being fire, I want to take like the more subtle approach. And just go with the as soon as that still Dre comes on, mm. and then like it's just like because like I can't pick everything about that. it, like, man. Yeah. That's that the movie, one that gives me goosebumps when you hear yeah. that music, and he's that's, like, "That's the, when I first the got the goosebumps from from the rewatch." Is when you know he says like, "You're in the office," and then he yeah. goes, "He kind of it's like a pause," and then he goes, "Going up," <laughs> and then he flips the switch in the car, the hydraulics like, pop in, and yeah. I love everything about that. That's a great call. I've got to go cool. with that one because the rest is just too hard to pick between. Um, I think just the the overall intensity of either the card game. I keep going back and forth between the card game and, and the Roger, uh, uh, the Roger's death. Um, Roger's death was uh, was a great scene. And the only reason, like, it's not my favorite is just because I, because I hate that Dr. Dre fucking <laughs> Dr. Dre quote might ruin it. <laughs> I literally, like, I'm disgusted you know when I see that. You know what, I'm, like, actually, <laughs> I'm actually going to go back and go with the first Rogers House scene and uh, go with the snail story. because That I, is I, a great, I, yeah, I like I that. That's, about that's, that scene. that's, that's probably my favorite. Um, so... This next category, it's kind of like a no-brainer. Like Wait, can I say one more thing about the second Roger scene? Yeah, go ahead, man. What the fuck's the point of having that much money and you're just going to put it in your fucking floor and just leave it there? Four million dollars. What, what an At asshole. Point, I mean, he he wants to go to the Philippines where you can live off like a thousand dollars. just fucking go somewhere. Fucking yeah. years. The fuck are you living in LA paying probably premium rent and just fucking leaving it in your fucking kitchen floor like an asshole? Yeah, he called it uh that's my fuck that guy. He called it his retirement fund or his pension. He called it his pension. His pension, yeah. 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 And uh I don't I'm with you guys. I don't really understand why he wouldn't just take four million dollars and disappear. Like, (laughs) dude, just go to the Philippines. You're set, you're good. But maybe he was greedy. Maybe he just like he was raking in so much he could have raked in another four million soon. I don't know. Who knows? Um so, like I said, this next category, favorite characters, is kind of just like a no-brainer. If you were to pick someone aside from Alonzo, do you have a top favorite? Or would you not pick Alonzo? Is it not that dead set? No, Alonzo would be my favorite. Um, yeah, it's kind of dead set. Favorite. But I, my second favorite was definitely Roger. Like, I love Jake Hoyt, but Roger was up there. <laughs> I agree with the both of you. So, if Deshaun goes Alonzo, obviously Roger's next. And then I got to go Macy Gray. Macy Gray. Love it. <laughs> you are fucking rookie. <laughs> so you did, you no guys, uh, did, did you guys have a, uh, a fuck that guy? So uh, 
Ty, I know you were talking about earlier if you want to start us off. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear this. This is such a random <laughs> fuck that guy. You guys, I don't even know if you'll be able to like recall this. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know why this dude bothers me so much. But when they first are entering the jungle in the car and like he's exp- like Ethan Hawke knows about it. And Alonzo's like, don't go here without me. And they're just driving. And this fucking dude is the guy on the bike. The guy on the bike. Yes, dude. Fuck that guy. I'm just like, yo, what? He's there for two fucking seconds, and I hate him so much. Yeah, that was a legitimate like. I feel you. That was a legitimate moment where you look at the screen and you just go, "Fuck that guy." (laughs) And that's the only one I got. His giant handlebars, like just no, riding by, yeah, I, sticking, I like almost sticking his head in the window. Holy shit! <laughs> I forgot I he existed. Well, you pointed him out. I was like, yeah. Every time I see that scene, I'm like, yo, fuck that guy. I am. Uh, that guy sucks. <laughs> I'm I'm a hundred percent sold on on Pie's pick. For yeah, fuck I that, that guy. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't love that more. Uh, Deshaun, did you have a, a second I, secondary? Because no one. Yeah, beat. like I mean, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, dude. Yeah, the, no, Paul, the Doctor Dre's character. Yeah, yeah, Doctor Dre. Yeah. So I just kind of yeah, Deshaun in. coming for Dre's neck. I fucking movie. love Dre as a musician. I, he fucking sucks in this movie. Yeah, his character sucks and his acting sucks. He was definitely the one. He was the one weak point of the movie. <laughs> you know, like that you could really kind of point at and look at pretty obviously yeah. and be like, yeah. He, he, he wasn't good. Like even Snoop was was really good. Snoop was good. Snoop, yeah. was, Snoop oh, married it. When he oh yeah, that's another one of my favorite ones because I didn't know you could get ten years per bullet. <laughs> Lines just, just like that's ten. That's, that's twenty. <laughs> well, you federally fucked now. <laughs> <laughs> You're federally fucked. Um, I love how he sticks the pen in his throat to make him throw up, and then he throws up the fucking yeah. the drugs. Um, I had a. I just had Alonzo's crew of clowns. Um, oh god! Oh yeah, like, the, the, like his whole. I mean, you could everyone. technically say Alonzo is a fuck that guy. Nah, uh, yeah, but that's like you know, like, honestly, <laughs> fuck Alonzo. But he's too to, epic to do that. We try to stay yeah, away like from he's the main too character. Yeah, he's yeah, too epic. But like, we try, you really we look to, at it. We try to pick the little hidden, the hidden gems in this one. Which um, really I, makes like, you think how like how much you let cool people get away with like murder. Because if Alonzo yeah, right. sucked more, I would have been like, yo, fuck that guy. But he's just so cool. I'm just like, I can't. He's so cool, even though he killed Roger. Um, I had Tuco in here, too. That's definitely not his name in the movie. But Tuco, just it's because a of Sniper. Great. I think it's Sniper. But yeah, sniper. he's awesome. What are you just talking because about? of that whole fucking, like... <laughs> Yeah, I've had my shit pushed in scene. I'm like, all right, dude, like fucking calm down. I disagree wholeheartedly. And in fact, in listening to your podcast before, I know you have a drinking buddy one, and I pick Sniper. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So I disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly with your pick. You know what, dude? If you want to go and get a drink with Sniper, that's all you. <laughs> that's yeah, really like you're gonna get into some thing. shit. <laughs> we yeah. clearly have opposite. I'll, I'll drink with Roger. <laughs> Uh, so I had, yeah, I had Roger as my, uh, so this next category, like if you were to choose a character from the movie to get a drink with, who would you pick and why? Um, if you guys had, had one, so Ty's picking fucking Tuco or Sniper, sorry. That's self-explanatory, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. You want to have a crazy fucking night. Go ahead, dude. Um, Deshaun, did you have, did you have someone for that? Did you pick Roger as well? 
Uh, yeah, but if you picked Roger, I'll go. With, I'll go with something. Well, no, we can. We we all want to. Like it's it's kind of like a voting. Thing. Eva Mendes. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Honestly, you can um, pick. A, you can pick Alonzo. You can pick Jake. Like I don't know. It, it it's anyone. But yeah. I. You know what? I do like. I I'll pick Jake because I because I, I actually think he's a very interesting character and he just gets like shut down so often you never actually get to dive into like what he's about so yeah i want to find out more about jake <laughs> that's fair i like that i picked roger just because he's already got that 300 dollars whiskey i could probably sit down and get some great fucking stories out of him Love um yeah. and maybe just sit down and listen to him talk about last year's recruited class from yeah <laughs> from high school that's football. what i was gonna say like yeah just talk about football like i'll talk about football yeah. all day also, and maybe you could if you help him out and be like, hey, man, you have uh, four million. I think that'll fly in the Philippines. You should probably just <laughs> yeah, go right. yesterday. <laughs> I was like, listen, cut me like he could also pick up the drinking cap. Yeah, cut me like 250 and like I will I will set up your like flight and everything. Like I got you. We'll make it happen. <laughs> um, so did you guys have any final comments? Because that, that is all we have for categories. Do you have anything else to add about the movie? Oh, one more thing about favorite characters. I also would like a a slightly different one. I would throw Smiley in there, just because Ooh, I like how he. I like how he has like he keeps the whole family and loyalty so, thing like. And and that's alive. another thing about the set of of morals that, you know, it's like all the cops again they're scumbags. Yeah, like eight. the gangsters have at least like the family like, moral to like look the morals at. Like, are they don't even have that. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. And Smiley is another one where he was supposed to kill this guy for Alonzo and he didn't because he has morals and, you know, he saved his cousin and he's going to let him live for that. Like, you're right. Yeah. Um, so I want to I, I like Smiley's character too. And he was strictly business. He said it. He's like, strictly you understand business. this is business. So, um, yeah. did you guys have anything else to add or is that it? Are we wrapping um, One thing I randomly saw on the internet like a couple of years ago, which I don't know if it's true because I kind of forget how this went. But well, it's uh, on the internet. It's definitely true. Yeah, no, no. Uh, but I saw somebody 100%. like, I think somebody tweeted it out or something. And they were just like, it was like a random thought. They were like, wait, since Alonzo's dead, because Alonzo made it clear that he has to be the one to stop like Jake's blood from getting to the lab. So if Alonzo's dead, does Jake's blood never get stopped? And he ends up actually getting like getting booked for being on PCP and killing Roger. Well, I think that's only if like, it, it's like a random drug test, right? Like, no, I think they drug test. No, you. I think if, if, you, you, if you're on the are, shooting, if you shoot, shoot you're the shooting, that's right. That's right. If you're involved in an officer involved shooting, I think you automatically get drug tested. Well, what do you what. think? So what do you think Jake's next step is? Like, does he go in and tell him about the entire Dude, I've always thought like, that's what one thing Jake's I always think every time this fireman. <laughs> I'm like, if, if I'm Jake, I'm like, what the fuck do you do here? Like, you have to go and explain the crazy ass day you had. And they're gonna be like, you're nuts, bro. <laughs> and do you, do you explain that whole thing because he clearly walks home, like he goes home to it to his wife and kid, and he's just like, probably just lays down and goes to bed. Dude, somebody has to answer for tearing up an entire housing. Actually, no, they probably don't have to answer for that. <laughs> nah, well, I was gonna say somebody's gonna be like, yeah. You have to answer for like tearing up that whole project like area when they were like fighting and shit. And like, no, actually, that would they would probably just let that fly. Like, Jake is definitely not out of the woods. Like, he definitely has Alonzo's crew after him. Like that. Yeah, I forgot about the other guys. Dr. Well, Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre is definitely coming for his neck. Look, Dr. Dre let Ethan Hawk punch him in the mouth. He's not doing shit. 
Hey, Paul. I'm convinced Deshaun's not about to beat Dr. Dre's ass. <laughs> no, certainly not. Dr. Dre's a monster now. He was skinny as fuck in that movie. You kidding? He was, yeah. That's true. He wasn't that big. I um, think that Ethan Hawke post um, Alonzo's death, once he got a taste of that PCP, just became a PCP head. <laughs> he <became> a <laughs> and his, his wife left him. He ended up homeless living on the street. Wow. <laughs> so you're, you're saying Hoyt, Hoyt's life took quite a turn. Because he taste, ever since he got a taste of that PCP, he couldn't get off the shit. Man, that is quite the turn. You, you ever think he became an addict? I, uh, I don't. <laughs> I think I think he's got some morals. I think he has uh, some, you know, a good work ethic. I think he's going to figure it out at work. I think he does have some guys out for his neck, though, and I think he might have to worry about that with Alonzo gone. But I also yeah, think might, if he were to take over, take. if he <laughs> <laughs> listen, there's another part. Like if if Alonzo were to take over, um, do do you think that he now has the respect of the jungle? Like that, he can kind of run Alonzo's thing, but from a more yeah. straight standpoint, like yeah, a more legal standpoint, so. you know, like maybe he could do that. I don't know. They like specifically said at the end, they're like, "Yeah, we got Jake's back." Like I think yeah, one of the dudes that. actually said that word for word. I think that you know his set of morals. Yeah, may- maybe he could, but maybe maybe Jake is like, I don't know. Maybe he's too straight edge to like handle anything in a jungle. I think Maybe he not did learn something. I think he did learn stuff from Alonzo though. Like you can't actually like nickel and dime, like grab right. every white kid who buys a dime bag off the streets like every time. Like you do have to play your like you do have to play your long game. Like I think he definitely learned that part at least. But he like so he can like apply that shit that he learned to like being an actual good cop instead of like just being a <laughs> just a terrible person. Right. Agreed. Um, guys, I think that was, uh, I think that's about it. I think that's all we can say about, uh, training day, all time movie, all time Denzel role. Uh, I want to thank Deshaun for being here, Tyler as well. Um, hopefully we can get you guys on for a bunch more. We have a a whole list set and uh, I know you guys talked about doing some more with us. So hopefully we can bang those out. Um, uh, follow along on Instagram, uh, basement underscore cinema underscore pod. And next week we are doing uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall with my good friend Brad. Uh, Nick will be back, and I believe Mike Tisher will be back as well. So follow along on Instagram and keep listening. Thank you guys. All right, thanks, man.